Yo, before we get into this podcast, I want to ask for a huge favor from you. And that is if you have or you are getting value from this podcast, if you were to leave us a review or subscribe, it would mean the world. And quite frankly, selfishly, it's because I want to, we want to continue sharing these conversations, this medicine with the world. And when you leave a review, when you subscribe, it's a vote. And we would love to have your vote. Nonetheless, thank you so much and enjoy. To live authentically, to live in, in truth is to live a life that's true to you. To lean into the, the courageous, terrifying act of being who you are, of choosing the leap of faith. felt like you were living a life that wasn't your own one that feels disingenuous inauthentic not true to what it is that you really want out of your life if you answered no this is not going to be a conversation for you because we're going deep we're going deep into uh, that experience because i am someone who is very intimately connected to that experience and i've lived most of my life that way and from people with whom I've spoken to, from people who I've coached, from being in the personal development space, notice that this is a very common experience. In fact, Bronnie, Bronnie, yes, I almost mixed up her name. Bronnie Ware, who's a palliative care nurse, wrote a book that talked about the top five regrets of the dying. Essentially, the things that people who were on their deathbeds were most regretful of or remorseful of, and. The number one listed regret that she had, I'm not saying this is the number one regret, but it was one of the top five, was that people wish that they had had the courage to live a life that was true to them. Meaning, we just went through an entire life playing out the story of someone else that wasn't our own. It's like being an actor in a movie and you're the main star, but it's someone else's story that you're acting in. That's what this conversation is going to be about, and it's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to get to get really clear about the areas in our life where we're being inauthentic, where we're being untrue. And as always with these conversations, the encouragement here, as Bruce Lee said, is to take what is useful, discard what is not, add what is uniquely your own. I'm going to share ideas, opinions, beliefs that I have from my own personal experience, from the experience of others with whom I've worked with, from people who I've observed, and from five plus really deep years in personal development, this is just what I've seen and what I've witnessed. So compare it against your experience and see what's true. As we're moving into this, I want you to start by calling to mind an area or an aspect of your life that feels out of alignment. And how you'll know if it feels out of alignment is you're constantly thinking about it. It's not working. It feels heavy. It feels lethargic. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. That's what we're going to figure out. But usually if you're thinking about it a lot, it's because it's out of alignment, right? Because if something's truly in alignment, right? If, if my arm from a musculoskeletal standpoint, if, if all the musculature and skeleton bones, you know, that stuff is working properly, no pain. They do what they're supposed to do. But right now, 
I have a pain in my knee because there is inflammation there because there's something that is out of order, is disordered. And a similar thing can happen here when we are out of our truth, out of our authenticity, our brain begins to give us feedback. Homeboy, this isn't, this isn't right. It doesn't work. This isn't working for us. We need something to be different. So call to mind something that's doing that for you. Call something to mind that feels out of alignment so we can start to play with it and work on it together. 2018 was the year. Was it 2018? Sometimes I get mixed up. 2018 was the year that I graduated college. And it took me a second to remember. Which year was that? 2018, I graduated college from the University of Central Florida. And if you don't know, the University of Central Florida is a massive massive university. Their graduating classes are also very massive, but they have the whole typical setup with this major stadium that they have. You're sitting in chairs with thousands of people that you don't know or never heard of. <laughs> and you're going through reading all the names by alphabetical origination, whatever. Anyway, let me just get to the point. I'm sitting here in my graduation. My parents are off to my left. I'm kind of like in the upper left-hand corner of this massive auditorium that I think they also play basketball in. Anyway, my name gets called. I walk up the stairs, shake all the humans' hands who look like a bunch of Hogwarts professors with their massive ornate caps and gowns that signify something that I have no fucking clue means. Here I am going across, shaking people's hands. I don't know them. They don't know me. I get handed my piece of paper. I walk down the stairs. I return back to my seat. Here I am sitting here with a piece of paper in my hand that says, you know, congratulations, you got your bachelor's in whatever, whatever. It's a little piece of paper, a little flimsy piece of paper. This weird thing happened where I'm looking at this piece of paper. I'm hearing all the cheers and the roars of everyone getting their, uh, their pieces of flimsy paper that celebrate their, their journey that they just conquered all of those hundreds and thousands of hours, everything that we did in elementary, middle school, high school, all to get to this moment right now for your one minute of celebration to walk across and to get this piece of paper. And I look off to my left and my family is super pumped. I'm the first person in my family to get a college degree, so it was a big deal. But for some reason, I felt hollow. I felt incredibly hollow. It felt like the achievement was empty. And it was especially at this moment in my life when I realized I did all of this work I went through all the suffering and the struggle that I went through and it wasn't for me because I ended up getting a degree in something that I never directly utilized. And what wasn't present in that story was all of the years leading up where I suffered from an incredible, an incredible amount of depression and anxiety for varying reasons. But one of them being the amount of like working my ass off of trying to work three to four jobs at a certain point, being in a relationship with someone who was struggling deeply with their own depression, 
going to school full time. Like I was trying to do all the things. I'm trying to juggle all the balls. I'm trying to do what a good kid does. You go to school, you get good grades, you get a good job, you get the white picket fence, like all that bullshit, right? Now, here's the thing. I'm not here to, to knock on like all education. I think that education has its place. However, for me, what I realized was that every decision that I had made, every moment that I had spent studying, everything up until that point, that was the time when I, all those moments were me making decisions because I wanted to make my parents happy. Because I wanted to do the thing that I thought that I was supposed to do based off of the societal expectations. And well intended, of course, I would say, well, some. I'm not going to speak for everyone. But this isn't this isn't a story about like pointing fingers and making anyone wrong. This is more so a story about I realized that this was a point in my life where I was kind of over feeling the way that I felt, which was empty and, and meaningless. And this brings me to the point around the conversation of like what is authenticity, what is truth, and I want to leave this with a quote from Brene Brown. She says, Authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real, the choice to be honest, the choice to let our true selves be seen. In other words, it's to be real as fuck, to be authentic, to be in one's truth. Truth is the word that I love is to be real. And when we're putting on a John Doe, trying to act like someone or something that we're not, aligned with visions, goals, and intentions that are not our own, we put on this mask. It is inauthentic. It is untrue. It is unreal to what it is that we feel called to. And the symptom of that, at least for me, was I became deeply depressed. That wasn't the only reason, but it was a big contributing factor. I think it was Jim Carrey some time ago that I heard him say that the reason why we experience depression is because we need a deep rest, depression, deep rest from the character that we have been playing. The importance of figuring out what my values were about truly questioning if this degree that I was seeking was in alignment with this larger vision that I'd had for my life. Because if I had sat with that and gotten clear, okay, this is the direction that I want to go, then going and getting an education in alignment with that makes sense versus you just go and get an education because it's like the right thing to do and you should probably have your life figured out by the time you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you go and you get a degree and you spend a whole bunch of fucking money and take on a whole bunch of debt. The average student loan debt's wild in the tens of thousands and most people don't pay it off into their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Like it's this whole fucking thing, right? It's a racket. It's a fucking racket. But the cost is everything. It's our vitality. It's, it's anxiety. It's depression. It's overwhelm. It's questioning our choices. It's feeling like we're always drained. It's like driving a car that's constantly on E because you're putting in fuel that is not good for it. You're putting in something that does not actually make this car, your vehicle, function in the way that it was designed to function. That is the cost of inauthenticity. And for me, the biggest telltale, right, the cost is my peace of mind and body. Because when my body and my mind are not working in harmony, they don't feel as though that they're being guided by this divine intelligence that I know is within me, that I inherently believe is in each and every one of us. However you relate to a God-spirit universe, there is something that is calling us forward 
to be who we came here to be. And this isn't about like manifest of, um, what's the word? I'm not a huge, like, like fate and like, oh, this is who you had to be in every single step and following the path or not. It's more so like we have this incredible innate, infinite potential as human beings. And when that potential is not being recognized because we're trying to recognize the potential that someone else believes that they see in us through a pathway that they believe is going to be for us, we then start to live inauthentic. Because inauthenticity, it's not like we just wake up one day and say, I am inauthentic and I want to be inauthentic. Inauthenticity is often a function of wanting to fit in or subscribe to the path that we believe that we need to in order to feel loved, in order to feel accepted, in order to be witnessed in the ways that we want to, although we do it through artificial means. I go and I get this degree because my belief that I'm playing in the back of my head is that I won't be worthy of love for my parents. Or I have to go and get this degree because if I don't, I'm going to be broke and I'm going to be part of the, the statistic that is unable to move beyond living paycheck to paycheck, which that sounds fucking stressful as shit. So let me just be inauthentic. It's not that this is an easy decision. And again, it's not about pointing fingers and making anybody wrong. It's just about understanding the cost, the, the, the risk reward analysis. Am I willing to risk fucking up, making wrong decisions? And being true to myself, which, by the way, is an act of courage. It is courageous to hear our parents, to hear society and, and their intentions, whether they are or are not for us, and to say, I hear you. Thank you so much for your opinion. And this is what I – this is the direction I'm going to choose. And to own that fucking choice because you might end up finding out that the, that the advice that you were getting was actually supportive. But sometimes it's not because as much as the people who love us want to give us good advice or give us good reflection – they're not always truly over here with us, truly over here on our thinking about what is the best way to move about this conversation of living a life that is true to oneself. Because usually the people who are telling us to live a certain way are doing so because they were told to live a certain way and they were told to live a certain way and so on and so forth. When do we stop and we say this, me, I am the part of this fucking generational pattern that says no fucking more. I am going to do what I was called here to do, to be authentic, because I understand the cost of doing that. And for me, it was truly getting to a place where if something didn't change, I wasn't sure that I wanted to continue in this human form. I'm just going to say it like it is. There was a point where I had contemplated it. Again, it's, it's a number of reasons I poured into it, but one of them being was I can't live my entire life trying to read from a script that has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to fucking do with me. So then what do we do? Well, not that it is this easy or this black and white, but let's just say that it is. How do we live authentic, authentically? How do we live in our truth? Well, sometimes we have to start with recognizing what is not our fucking truth, what is not for us. Right. And this can, there's obviously like tips, tools, practices we can get into, which we will get into, like the ways that we can do this. But essentially, we need to start to reflect to make a, a fuck no list. Right. We want to get really clear about what is my fuck yes and what is my fuck no. And to honor those fuck yeses and fuck no's because there's like macro, micro cosm, right? Macro being the larger grand scheme vision for our life. But then there's all the micro decisions, which are the most important element of this because we need to have a vision for where we're going. But the vision for where we're going, let's just say, keep it, you know, straightforward. I'm in Florida. I want to go to California. That's the vision for my life, even though it's very simplified. 
I can say I want to go to California and have that vision, but if all of the micro decisions are pointing in the direction of New York, oopsie. <laughs> we're going to take a bunch of steps in one direction only to realize that we were going the wrong way. So yes, have a vision and the micro decisions that we make each and every moment. We get to check in with ourselves. Is this in alignment with my truth, with my principles, with my values, with the direction that I'm heading in my life? And at first, there's a slowing down that needs to occur here because we need to develop the discernment between what feels like a full body and mind fuck yes and what feels like a full body and mind fuck no. And by the way, this isn't perfect all the time. This is something that I am cultivating actively because people who live on live inauthentically a lot of times suffer from people pleasing, suffer from. I'm one of those people because the inherent need to be wanted, liked, desired, respected, and ultimately a part of the, the, the collective, it is imperative to our survival. And this is something that we have to keep in mind is that the want to be liked is because there is a part of our biological imperative that understands that back in the days of tribal times that if we didn't fit in with the tribe, we could be ostracized. And if we were ostracized, our survival became at risk. And again, mind body, number one most important function is to ensure its survival. So when we choose to go and live authentically, we're essentially saying, fuck your survival and everything that I've known in my known world, stepping into the unknown. This is fucking terrifying. It is terrifying. You can feel that way. You can feel lost. You can feel alienated. You can feel left out. You can feel as though that you're all alone, right? There was a big period of my time, even now, actually, where I feel so dramatically in different place in my life than where I was, that I do feel like the black sheep. And it can feel uncertain and it can feel confusing and it can make your head spin a little bit, but that's because, again, the brain the body seeks comfort. It seeks known world. When you leave known world, it's screaming in the form of different thoughts, limiting beliefs, etc., sabotaging. Just go back. This is safer. I know. It's like, ah, oh, it's like, it's not the most enjoyable thing. It's not like what you're passionate about or what you're lit up about, but hey, it's comfortable. It's safe. It's well-intentioned. It's like the, <laughs> the angel on your shoulder. It's like, hey, it's okay. I don't know if you ever, if you ever watched um, Emperor's New Groove, such a great movie. And they had like the two cronks on his shoulder, <laughs> the devil and the angel. I just have that image come up. It's so fucking good. But like the, the, the angel on the shoulder is like, hey, come back. It's okay over here. This is like good and safe. And like in a funny way, like the devil on her shoulder is like, go, like fucking let's go. Like let's ride. Let's go and do some crazy shit that is actually feeling good, feeling genuine, feeling real, right? So we have to start to develop the ability to slow down and to ask ourselves, is this a fuck yes or is this a fuck no? And to get clear about what our fuck yeses and fuck noes, because every micro decision that we make, even a fuck no, is a micro decision in the direction of our fuck yes. Because sometimes you have to go and figure out what you don't like, i.e. I figured out that I love cookie dough ice cream, but I had to go and try some other ice creams too. One, because I'm a seven on the Enneagram apparently, and that means I love trying new shit, whatever that is worth. And I had to go and try chocolate, vanilla, and all that to realize I love cookie dough. Love, love, love cookie dough, right? How do we try? How do we figure out anything that we do and don't like? We have to go and try and sample. This is something that Gary Vaynerchuk speaks to extensively. The idea of, you know, in, in the context of content development, like how do you figure out what you're into? You go when you fucking try all the shit. You taste test. 
you experience and then over time you refine and that refinement that discernment then develops to where we can make more decisions in the moment that feel in our highest truth and what naturally starts to happen is one the concern of feeling alone and like we're not going to be gotten guess what is we start to shed and shave off the layers and the versions of ourselves that are connected to our past experience, we be then be, we begin to become now a like a vibrational or magnetic electromagnetic resonance, a vibrational match frequency with the people, the places, and the experiences that are a fuck yes, that are in truth. So now we go from feeling alone to being like, whoa, I'm surrounded by people who I fucking vibe with. And I do, I am surrounded by. It's honestly amazing to me, at the same time not amazing to me, how I am surrounded by incredible fucking people that I know I can be all of me with because there's been so much of my story within my head that, oh, I can't be all of me, like, is this okay? But guess what? I'm being reflected back to me, other people who have been in their own way in a similar journey. And now here we are, we get to love each other in the totality of who we are, all of it, all of it, all of you, all the time is welcomed. And then that starts to happen in other areas of our life, whether it's our job, whether it's our health, right? The decisions that we make with our food, the decisions that we make with the people we let into our environment. What is your diet? People, places, environments. And when we start to make, this isn't about being perfect. Oh my goodness, it's not about being perfect. It's about making little decisions. And then sometimes we're going to consciously ignore making the decision that we know would be like the better diet decision, if you will. And we're going to be like, oh, look at that. How does that feel? Oh, I eat fried chicken. And, you know, I do enjoy fried chicken every once in a while. But man, I can't eat fried chicken all the time because the way that I feel does not feel good or true to how I want to feel, to the experience that I want to have. So now we start to shed. What does my fuck know? Sorry, sorry people that are in my life, communities that I used to go to, events that I used to show up to, experiences that I used to welcome to my experience to start to wean off of them. Sometimes you just got to fucking cut it off. Cut off limb, you got to go. Sometimes it's, wow, this, I'm going to have to let go of some of the people that I used to hang out with in high school. That was tough for me. The people that I, you know, formative years for me. It was a big part of my identity process. And it's not to say that I'm like, fuck you forever. It's more like, oh, we're growing in different directions. No pathway is better or more or less. We're just growing in different directions. Okay. Maybe our frequency of being in space goes from multiple times a week to once a month or whatever feels good. But this is now the conversation that we have with ourselves. So all of this to say that to, to live authentically, to live in, in truth is to live a life that's true to you, to lean into the, the courageous, terrifying act of being who you are, of choosing the leap of faith, the, the leap, the jump into the faith that if you leap into the unknown, that you will land in a, in a haystack or a big vat of comfy pillows, right? And you leap into the darkness, you're going to be caught. The universe is going to catch you. 
that you're going to be okay regardless. And sometimes you're going to fall and it's going to hurt. And like, oh, shit, that, I'm going to have to go and get a massage today because I just kind of jacked up my shit. Sometimes it's not going to feel awesome. But it is worth it. Right, because to ignore the whispers of the divine from within, well, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. I did. And I was depressed. I was unhappy. I was unfulfilled. And even now, when I slip into those patterns, especially in times of stress, those are the times when I feel disconnected from myself, from the higher intelligence within me. Versus when I lean in, feels good, feels aligned. And also, it's interesting because now you start to see it reflect and reverberated, reverberated back to you through the people in your environment. Because you attract different people, then people see you and they're like, you're different. That's how you know transformation has occurred. You know something has changed when someone's like, you're different. Like in a good way, you know? Someone's like, you're different. And they're like, not in a good way. It's like... Bitch, bye, you gotta go. <laughs> Welcome in something new into my experience, you know? There's a quote here I want to sprinkle into this from Carl Jung. Love it. it. Says, The privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. Because, you know, best thing you can do is be you because everyone else is already taken. I know that was from someone else, and I'm forgetting who it was. Mark Twain, one of those people. I don't know. But it's the same thing, right? Be you. Everyone's already taken. So 2018 was the year I said that I had my experience the whole college thing. I was sitting there and I was like, oh, my life isn't true to me. Same year, I stumbled across a community that would become one of the most important communities and experiences of my life. The community's name is Red Elephant. And... Essentially, their whole mission was to help heart-centered entrepreneurs to make impact and make income. In other words, like taking what you experience in your life and it turned into something that would serve people. It was the first time I'd been to a business event, something like that. I was showing up off a total whim because some person who I had just recently met was like, you should go to this. I think you'd be interested. Leave a faith in the unknown. I had no idea what the fuck was going to happen, but something in what she was seeing in me, she's like, I, I see like you really want to share a message. I think that this might be for you. I didn't know who this person was. I didn't know who I was going to be with. I ultimately ended up being with 200 plus strangers in an auditorium talking about my stand, my commitment, like what it is that I wanted to bring to the world. And there came a, when I entered that space, because I have like a little bit of social anxiety, like going into new spaces with people. I'm like, oh, you know, kind of looking around. I can be a little closed off sometimes. By the end of the event, my experience was so transformative that they had if you imagine this kind of like, you know, decently sized room, there's like hundreds of chairs and there's a stage around the sides. They had microphones on both sides and they were having people come up and share their experience. What were your breakthroughs? What were your lessons? What were your reflections? And despite my nervousness of going to the mic, it's like something pulled me and I went up and I'm sitting in line thinking like, what do I want to say? Like, what is it that... I want to get it right, you know? So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, everyone's talking, everyone's going, you hear cheering, but it's kind of just background noise, because I can't actually, I'm just like focused on what's going on in my head. I get to the mic, and now 200 plus somewhat strangers' eyes are on me. And all of those thoughts that I had about what I wanted to share evaporated. 
they were gone. What took its place was a pure presence. I don't remember all of what I shared, but I know what I shared was from my heart. And I know that what I shared was from my truth. It was authentic. And I know that what it was saying was that I wanted to be a stand for people to live a life that was true to them. I broke down sobbing in front of this entire group. Because in the background, the story that I remember was the moment in my life when I questioned if it was worth going on because I was living untrue to me. After that, I got to connect with so many people. Some people came up and were just like, oh, like that, like touched me. Like I, I feel the same way. And that community is the reason why I can honestly say that you are listening to this conversation right now because it is what created Fall the Wolf as a, as a metaphor. My name, for those of you who don't know, my name prior to and leading up to this community was Jared. You know, it's my birth given name. Not to say that it isn't, you know, in my makeup now, but it was in that moment when I said to follow to follow the wolf, because the wolf had this like beautiful like image and metaphor for me was to follow one's truth. It was to live a life that was true to you because when we do that, the world is a happier, healthier, more connected, more playful, weird as fuck. Like I'm all about the weirdness. But it's a better place. At least I can speak for myself and the people in my life who I see it in reflection. Right. This is the the, ch the choice to to seek truth, to be in our truth, is to say, I am willing, despite the fear, despite the uncertainty, despite the not knowing what comes next, to not even know what are the next words that are going to come out as I'm writing this story. To let every word be an act of courage, every moment to be an act of courage, and sometimes they won't always be, but when we choose that. Consistently, life starts to get better, start to feel aligned. The question might be, well, you know, how do I bring this? How do I bring this to life? And very simply, <laughs> this is a, a great place to start. There's obviously more extensive ways to do it, but the great place to start is pull out a journal, pull out a piece of paper. Writing is going to be better for this. And to honestly answer, pick one thing, right? There was that one thing that we were saying like is out of alignment. Write down one thing that feels really out of alignment, whether it's a person, whether it's a place, an environment, a job, be honest. What is one thing that feels out of alignment? What feels out of alignment for me is being in a relationship or being or having friends that don't have me feel like I'm enough exactly the way that I am. And there's this one person I'm making this up, let's just say, Jimmy has me feel like I can't be me. Okay, so that is one area of my life where I feel that doesn't feel right. Okay, so that's a no, fuck no, that type of relationship. Okay, what is it that I can do? I can approach this person, right? So now I'm gonna formulate, what is something I can do about it? How do I handle this conversation? Do I need to let this person, you know, do we need to transition our relationship? Does it need to change? What do I need to ask for? And then I go and do that thing. Very simply, what is one thing out of alignment? What is, what are my options? That's the next piece. What are my options of what I can do? And then I go and I do that thing. Feel the uncertainty, feel the scary, feel the anxiety, because that, that is courage in action. And then go and do that thing because you're worth that. Your authentic fuck yes is worth that.
<sighs> I hope this was supportive. I hope you got something from this. And please put put these ideas into action. Don't just let it be something else you listen to passively. Like, oh, that was a good idea. Go and do something. And if you do, tell me. Right? Shoot me an email, Wolf at Wolfkistu, or just send me a DM. Follow the Wolf on Instagram, whatever it is. Like, connect. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. And I hope you go ye forth, live your truth, live authentically, and live a life that feels good to you. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode supported and inspired your journey to greater healing and feeling fully alive. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this with someone you love. And in case you forgot, you are dope, you are loved, and you are enough. Thank you for existing. Peace.